0: The Brandon's World Podcast here on this Thursday, October 7th, 2021. We have a lot to get to today, including breaking down week five in the National Football League. Plus, talking the MLB Wild Card Playoffs. Of course, if you have not already, make sure to go follow the show on Twitter at real underscore B-more. Make sure to go follow me personally at BrandonLewis underscore seven. And tomorrow, a special Brandon's World Friday edition will be live at 9 a.m. wherever you get our podcast, whether it's on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, or uh, iTunes. Sean Fitzgerald from Mark One Sports. The Indians correspondent, who also was my former sports striker at Black Squirrel Radio, will be on. We had a great conversation yesterday talking all things MLB and NFL. And I will link Sean's information down below in tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you go check out his NFL Where Things Stand and MLB Where Things Stand series on Medium. But without further ado, let's get right into it here. We're going to start off today with my thoughts on the MLB wild card games. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this today because I really want to get to the NFL action. But as I talked with John Fitzgerald yesterday, and of course, you guys will hear this tomorrow on the podcast. I think it is fair to say that Yankee starter Garrett Cole cannot itch without Tar. The Yankees look completely out of it. Boston looked like the better team on Tuesday night. Now last night, Wednesday night, between the Cardinals and the Dodgers, it was a very well-pitched game. As you guys know, I'm a big believer. I love pitchers' duels in baseball. The one-to-one game where one pitch, one mistake can decide the ball game. And that's what happened last night. The Dodgers had a better pitching. Max Scherzer outdueled Adam Wainwright, the Dodgers' bullpen out the Cardinals' bullpen. I thought a real key in the game was early in the bottom of the third inning when the Dodgers had bases loaded and only one out. The Cardinals were able to earn the double play because otherwise that could have been a blowout. But the story of the game, I thought St. Louis got one run in the first inning, never scored again. You're not going to be able to win against the Dodgers when you only score one run in the top of the first inning most of the time. Now Boston goes to Tampa Bay. That's a really good series, but I think Tampa Bay is just overall better than Boston. I think they will play the Astros, who are better than the White Sox. It will be Tampa Bay and Houston in the American League Championship Series. I'm going to go ahead and take the Houston Astros to win that. And I think we're gonna get an Astros Milwaukee Brewers World Series. Now before the season, my World Series prediction was Yankees Cardinals. Obviously, both teams did make the postseason, but both teams got eliminated in the postseason Tuesday and Wednesday night. My new World Series prediction is going to be the Astros over the Brewers. I think Milwaukee gets by uh, Atlanta, and I do think that they will play the Giants in the NFCS. Milwaukee will defeat the Giants. They will move on to play the winner of the American League, who I think will be Houston. I think we're going to have a 2 seed versus 2 seed matchup. In the World Series this year in 2021. Now, without further ado, let's get to my week five NFL predictions. Now, last week I went 10 and 6 straight up. Again, just like I did in week number three. So back to back weeks of going 10 and 6. In my best bets, I nailed every single one except for the Detroit Lions. I nailed Washington, minus one and a half against Atlanta. I got Seattle, plus three against the Niners. I got Baltimore, plus one against Denver. And even though New England didn't win, I got them, plus six and a half against Tampa Bay. I missed the Lions, plus three against the Bears, the Lions. The Lions, the Lions, the Lions. They really disappointed me. So without further ado, let's break it down. These are my week five best bets and NFL predictions. One of my best bets is tonight's game, Thursday night football. The Los Angeles Rams going to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are getting two and a half. The Rams are favored by two and a half in Seattle. And folks, I know, I know, I know. The Titans went into Lumen Field week number two. They defeated the Seattle Seahawks, but it took a great running game by Derrick Henry in the second half that I don't believe the Rams have this is only Seattle's second home game of the year they're not going to drop to 0-2 Russell Wilson is a special special quarterback you'll hear my conversation with Sean Fitzgerald from Mark 1 Sports tomorrow Sean thinks Matthew Stafford is a really good quarterback I disagree with him on that he loves Stafford as much as I love Russell Wilson I just think Russell Wilson is an incredible talent. The Seahawks win games despite of their bad roster, and I think even though Jalen Ramsey goes on D.K. Metcalf tonight, D.K. Metcalf is a big, tall, big play receiver. The Rams do not have anybody opposite of Jalen Ramsey, so I do think that Tyler Lockett has a big game, and on Thursday Night Football, Russell Wilson finds a way to get Seattle above the 500 mark. I'm taking them plus two and a half tonight. The next game here, we have the New York Jets in London, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Very interesting game. Zach Wilson looked very good in the second half last week. The Jets getting their first win against Tennessee. Atlanta, in a heartbreaker at home, loses to the Washington football team. Now Atlanta's been in some close games the last couple weeks with the Giants and the football team. They are 1-1 in those close games. I think this one is more even than people expect. I think Zach Wilson and the Jets will go to London. I think they will play well. My worry is with the Jets, I have no idea who they're going to add. They're not going to have Marcus May at safety. I have no idea who they add to cover Atlanta. Great tight end Kyle Pitts and wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Now Atlanta doesn't have a very good defense either. But I do think Brady Jarrett gets pressure on that Jets offensive line. Atlanta's offensive line isn't great either. But I think Arthur Smith finds a way to scheme it up. I expect Mount Ryan to have a big day. And I expect Atlanta to go to 2-3 following a win in London. Next game, we got my Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Carolina obviously losing J.C. Orn in week three, that injury against the Texans. But they picked up Savon Gilmore yesterday from New England. Bill Belichick basically giving him away. Now he's not going to be able to play until week six. They did, however, pick up C.J. Anderson from Jacksonville. He will be their number one corner. I do feel like Devontae Smith and the Eagles passing attack has been very good this season. My issue is... Nick Sirianni, the head coach, has apparently called out the players this week for their lack of penalties. The Eagles lead the league by far in penalties. We don't know the status of right tackle Wayne Johnson, who left the team for personal reasons right before the Week 4 loss to Kansas City. Carolina is coming off a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to look to get revenge because there are a lot of people around the league that are saying Carolina is not for real. I expect Sam Darnold in already his third home game this season to come out and to play well. The question is going to be the Eagles have a very good defensive front. Even without Brandon Graham, you still have Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, and interior Patrick Ox and Javon Argrave, who may be the best interior duo in the National Football League. This game will be very close. I expect Jalen Ertz to play well. The Philadelphia Eagles' signal caller has only turned the football over two times this season. However, with that being said, the line is three and a half. I'm not going to bet it. I'll take Carolina to win in a close one. Next game, we got the Saints going to the Washington football team. Now, the Washington football team is giving up two points to the Saints. The Saints are favored minus two. And I just think the Saints are going to be an angry football team coming off last week's loss to the New York Giants. They should not have lost that game. They blew it away. Washington's defense is giving up a lot of yards in the secondary. They gave up big plays to Josh Allen and Buffalo. They let Daniel Jones throw all over them. And they let Matt Ryan throw all over them last week. I think Jameis Winston has a big game. It seems like the Saints are kind of an eight, 9-18. They play really well one week, the next week they fall flat. Then they play well, then they fall flat, following the pattern. I think the Saints play well here. I think they pick up the victory on the road. And I think Seamus Winston in this game is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineken. Next game here, we got the Dolphins at the Bucks. Now the Bucks are favored by 10 at all. I thought Tom Brady these last two weeks it was the toughest stretch of the year for this Bucs offense. Going up against the Rams and then going up against Bill Belichick in New England. I think Miami is a bad football team. I don't think they're as good as we think. I think Jacoby Brissett struggles. Miami looked like a bad football team last week against a Colts team and Miami was at home and that Colts team isn't a great football team yet. I think Miami just needs a quarterback. They need some juice. They don't believe in Tua Tagovailoa. They don't believe in Jacoby Brissett. It will be the downfall of the team. They believed in Ryan Fitzpatrick more than they believed in both of those quarterbacks. I think Bay. I'm not going to bet the number here, but I think they do roll. This next game here is an interesting one. Now, New England is favored by 8.5 on the road to the Houston Texans. And while that's a big number, and I'm not going to bet it, I would not be surprised here if New England easily covers. Look, Houston got blown out the door last week by Buffalo. And that's the only thing that makes me nervous about this game. Because generally, teams that get blown out in the National Football League come back and play very well the next week. Even if they are a bad team. But we've seen already this year what Bill Belichick has done to rookie quarterbacks. We saw what he did to Zach Wilson in week two. He's going to do the same to Davis Mills, who last week went only 11 for 22 with full interceptions. I'm very concerned for Mills. I think New England, even without really any playmakers and really without no run game, I think they come in there. I think they play well. I think they easily take care of the Houston Texans. Next game, Tennessee favored by four on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Titans do not have their top two wide receivers in Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. That is the only, the only reason why I am not betting this number. Uh, I do feel as though the Tennessee Titans could easily win this football game. They're going to be mad. We know the incident with Urban Meyer and what's going on in Jacksonville. I'm not going to really touch on that besides the fact that I'm just going to say that Urban Meyer has been a disaster in Jacksonville. I don't know if he lasts till the end of this year. The Jaguars are a mess. They might be the worst coach team in football. I think Mike Vrabel the Tennessee Titans see an opportunity here because they are 2-2, two two, but they are in arguably the worst division in football this year. The Colts have a hell of a stretch as we already mentioned the first seven games of the year we said the Colts would be lucky to finish that stretch at two and five Tennessee has an opportunity here over the next three weeks to distance themselves from the Colts give themselves a cushion in the AFC South this is a perfect what you would coin a get right game for Derrick Henry and the Titans I think Ryan Tano has a big game Titans win next game Denver at Pittsburgh. Now, I believe in this game, Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, but it really doesn't matter. This game is a minus one line, so whichever team you think is going to win the football game, whether it's Denver or Pittsburgh, I would bet this line. I'm going to bet the line of the Steelers. Now, the Steelers may have the worst roster. I mentioned this on the podcast on Tuesday this week. They do not have great wide receivers, in my opinion. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. If you have a good secondary, they're not able to consistently get open one-on-one against man coverage, and Ben Roglisberger looks like an old man. But I think Denver's pass rush is overrated. I think Denver's defense is overrated. I think Denver as a team is overrated. They do have some nice weapons, but Pittsburgh's getting TJ Watt back. They still have, you know, Cam Award. They're going to have a good pass rush. And I think Drew Locke is a deer in headlights. I think Pittsburgh finds a way to stop the run. They make either Bridgewater or Drew Locke throw the football. We know Bridgewater can't run for the football down the field. As I mentioned, I'm expecting Drew Locke. He's a turnover machine. I can just, I cannot see the Steelers falling to one and four. As a matter of fact, I can see Pittsburgh absolutely blowing Denver out. I've said this on the podcast now for the last two weeks. The Broncos have played the Giants. They have played the Jaguars. And they have played the Jets. Those are their only wins. Baltimore took them to school last week after going up 7-0 on the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore came out. They put up 23 points straight on the Broncos. I think Pittsburgh here gets right. They get the victory. Next game I'm betting here. Green Bay on the road. I'm going to take the minus three. I don't understand how this line is only three points. Cincinnati's defense... I talked to Cincinnati, or excuse me, I talked to talking year old, you know, you'll hear it tomorrow about Cincinnati's defense. World World War. He's not too high on them, and neither am I. I think Aaron Rodgers comes back and Aaron Jones had a little bit of a struggling game against the Steelers last week. I think Aaron Rodgers comes out, swings the football around. I think Green Bay was great. Cincinnati's gonna have to throw to keep up in this game. If you do have the Bengals wide receivers in fantasy football, I'm dogging Tyler Boyd, and I'm dogging Jamar Chase, I would start them because I do think that they have good ball ballgames here because the Bengals, as I already mentioned, are going to have to keep passing and passing and passing to keep up with the Packers. But I don't think the Bengals put any resistance here. I think Devontae Adams has a big game for Green Bay, and Green Bay gets another victory in their pocketbook by more than three. I'll take Green Bay minus three and another one of my best bets. And the final one o'clock game here, the Detroit Lions, who last week, as I already mentioned, they disappointed me a ton. Now the Vikings are favored here by seven and a half. You know Minnesota is going to be angry from last week. They only scored seven points against the Browns. They were up seven, nothing. They only gave up two field goals and one touchdown after that, they gave up 14 points. They could not score again. The Lions secondary is probably the worst part of their team. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. They all have amazing games. It's a get right game for the Vikings. I know divisional games, you can never predict them. They're always tough. Dan Campbell is probably going to have his team ready. But I feel as though the Minnesota Vikings just come out here and they roll over the Detroit Lions. Kicking off the 4 o'clock games here, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now the Chargers are favored by 2.5. I'm going to take the Chargers here 2.5. I said this last week about the Browns-Vikings-Browns Chargers. The next two matches for the Cleveland Browns. I said they're going to win one, they're going to lose one. These are two very similar teams, and I feel like Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense are going to take advantage of the Browns' secondary. Not to mention now, we find out just earlier this morning, Ian Rappaport breaking news that Browns' footer, Baker Mayfield, is working with a partially torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. That's why Baker Mayfield has struggled this season, that's why he's only thrown Touchdown passes. Again, on tomorrow's podcast, we address Baker Mayfield and all the Browns' issues with Sean Ventura. We also talk about how great Justin Herbert is. Uh, and I just think this is a bad spot for the Browns because next week, they host a currently undefeated Arizona Cardinals team. That is a big, big game. And going up against Kyler Murray is going to be a challenge for the Cleveland Browns. I think this is easily again, the Browns' overlook. I think it's a close game. The Browns are going to be able to run the football. The Chargers have the worst run defense in football. That's going to be the Browns saving grace here. They're going to use Nick Chung. They're going to use Kareem Hunt. I'm not expecting a big game for Odell Beckham Jr. or Baker Mayfield or anybody else. I think they wean on J.C. Tretter. They wean on Joe Petonio. My question is here is, is Miles Garrett, is Jadavion Clowney, is the Browns pass for us? going to, be able to consistently get after Justin Herbert I think Justin Herbert is a phenomenal talent I think the Chargers even on a short week at home in a place where it should be a home game for the Browns if you know what I mean I'll take the Chargers though minus two and a half as another one of my best bets now this next game is a very interesting one the Bears at the Raiders It was interesting because on Tuesday, Matt Nagy said that uh, when healthy, Andy Dalton is going to be the starter. And on Wednesday, Andy Dalton's healthy, but Justin Fields is going to start. Who knows what's going on in Chicago? My theory is that the owner came up and told uh, Matt Nagy to play Justin Fields. And Vegas, over the last couple years, has always played the Bears tough. I think Las Vegas, after a bad loss, they're favored by 5.5. I'm not going to bet the number. But I think MVP candidate Derek Carr comes out and as another fantastic game against a bad Bears secondary. And I think Max Crosby works a bad Bears offensive line on Sunday. Thing is, I talked about this with John Fitzgerald too. With the Las Vegas Raiders, as good as Derek Carr is, he's is the third best quarterback in his division. And by the way, the same thing you, you can argue right now with the Browns. It's with Baker Mayfield, he is the third-best quarterback in his division behind Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Derek Carr is clearly the third-best quarterback in his division behind Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. The question Vegas is going to have to decide is, can you win being the third-best quarterback in your division? I think the answer, generally, is no. But when the third-best quarterback in your division is Derek Carr, you can win, but everything has to go perfect for you, and Las Vegas has to start off faster. They were behind 14-0 in Week 1. They were behind 14-0 in Week 3, and they were behind 14-0 Monday night in Week 4. That is a bad sign for Las Vegas, but I think they get a break here with a Bears team who has beaten the Lions, and they beat the Bengals. They watched the Browns and the Rams. So they've beaten two pretty piss-poor teams, They have lost against two very good teams. I think Vegas is more of a good team than a bad team. I'll take Las Vegas. This game here, the San Francisco Niners going to the Arizona Cardinals. Very interesting game. Not only because Arizona is undefeated. They are the last undefeated team in the surprise of the National Football League this year. Not only because Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP candidate. Now they finally have a pass rush opposite of Chandler Jones with J.J. Watt and second-year linebacker Isaiah Simmons is blossoming, and they have a great safety on the back end in Buda Baker to go along with all their offensive weapons with DeAndre Hopkins, with Rondale Moore, with Christian Kirk, with A.J. Green. But San Francisco last year, late in the year in Week 16, went to Arizona when the Cardinals had to have it in order to make the postseason, and a San Francisco team that was a bad football team tour apart Arizona and the question for San Francisco is is Jimmy Garoppolo going to start me personally I would not start him for the rest of the season I would go with Trey Lance I've said this since week one of the podcast I think Trey Lance gives San Francisco a better chance to win the football game and for a Niners team that started 2-0 and they could fall to 2-3 and This is a trap game for Arizona with a very good Browns team. They have to travel across the country next week. I would not bet anything on this game. Arizona is minus five and a half. I think San Francisco could cover this game. These NFC West games always seemingly come down to the wire. I think the Niners play their tail off. I think Arizona barely wins, but I'm going to say by a field goal. And this is probably my least shaky, confident pick of the week. Because I really do feel like the San Francisco 49ers can pull the upset. Next game, we got the Giants at the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's World. And the Cowboys so far, they look like clearly the best team in the NFC East. But what do we know about these NFC East tilts, folks? They're physical, they're hard, and they're generally very close games. And Daniel Jones, since week one, has played very good football. He has not been the reason why the Giants lost to Atlanta. He was not the reason why they lost to the Washington football team. And he really was the reason why they beat the Saints along with Saquon Barkley. They're still down Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, a wide receiver. That's going to be tough going against Trayvon Diggs for the Cowboys, who is, of course, brothers with Stephon Diggs of Buffalo. And the Cowboys... Trayvon Diggs, he looks like a breakout all-pro defensive back this season. We know Dak Prescott can shed that Giants defense. That's not as good as people think, but the Giants are going to try to play hard. They're not going to want to get embarrassed by uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They could very well be 0-5 if it wasn't for the Colts by the Saints. I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. It is a big number. I'm not going to bet it. And then Bills at the chiefs here sunday night i don't understand this line at all folks it is kansas city favored by two and a half and i think this is easy money to give me the kansas city chiefs listen i love buffalo i think they are a top three team in the national football league my issue is with them is they seem a little bit inconsistent right they did lose to pittsburgh week one josh allen did not look great Week two, they did kill Miami. Josh Allen did not look too great. Last couple weeks, they have played Washington. They have played Houston. Two very not good football teams. Josh Allen has looked better. My worry for Buffalo is, as I just mentioned, they played Pittsburgh, who has one win. They played Miami, who has one win. They played Houston, who has one win. They played Washington, who has squeaked out two wins. That's a grand total of five. Buffalo has three. All of their games have been in the one o'clock window. The Chiefs have played the Browns, whose only loss was to Kansas City, and the Browns could have won that ball game. Uh, the Chiefs have played Baltimore, who they could have easily very beat. That was a great shootout-type ball game. The Chiefs have played the Chargers, who are a very good three and one football team, and they have played the Eagles, who against San Francisco and against the Chiefs were hanging in there most of the ball game, even though their record is only one and three. So my point is. Kansas City has already played a Sunday night game they have played a big four o'clock game against the Browns Buffalo has played four cupcakes so far this season and Pittsburgh you know so far has looked like a cupcake team and they have played all in the one o'clock window this is their first big test of the season they struggled last year in the AFC Championship game covering both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey I don't know how they do it this is an easy hammer for me Give me Kansas City, minus two and a half. And finally, a very tricky game in my opinion here. Indianapolis going to Baltimore. Monday Night Football, the Ravens are favored by seven. Tomorrow you'll hear John Ventura talk about why he's so uh, hard on Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback. But Indianapolis, we've already talked about their schedule, right? When We talked about Tennessee. We talked about Carson Wentz struggling the first four weeks of the season and courting against Miami. He looked okay. He didn't look great. This is a very hard Ravens defense. The Ravens are feeling confident. They're going to fly around. They're going to put pressure on Carson Wentz. And if the Colts cannot run the football with Jonathan Taylor, they're going to be in for a long game. I don't think Indianapolis, even if healthy, and by the way, they're out their Best offensive lineman in Quinn Nelson. I don't think even if healthy, they match up well against Baltimore. If they were in Indianapolis, I'd give the Colts a better shot. But in Baltimore, with that crowd going R-A-V-E-N-S, Ravens, 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 give me Baltimore here at home. So I'm not going to bet the number of minus seven. So as a recap, I have Seattle over the Rams tonight, Thursday Night Football at 8.20 Eastern on Fox. I have Carolina at home over Philadelphia. I have the Saints on the road against Washington. Atlanta in London, though that's a home game for them, against the Jets. Tampa Bay at home against Miami. I'll take New England on the road against Houston. Tennessee on the road against Jacksonville. I'm going home here, Pittsburgh over Denver. I am on the road going Green Bay against Cincinnati. Home Vikings over Lions. Chargers at home would defeat the Browns. The Raiders at home will defeat the Bears. Arizona at home will defeat San Francisco. Dallas at home will defeat the Giants. Kansas City at home will defeat Buffalo. And Baltimore at home will defeat Indianapolis. My best bets of the week are Seattle tonight plus 2.5 against the Los Angeles Rams. Pittsburgh minus 1 against Denver at home. Green Bay minus 3 on the road against Cincinnati. The LA Chargers minus 2.5 against the Cleveland Browns at home in Kansas City, minus two and a half Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. So yes, I'm taking three two and a half spreads this week. Give me the four favorites, plus Seattle, the only one that I'm taking a dog this week at home tonight against the ones Andrew McCrim. I just love that number. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to lose to Matthew Stafford at home in Seattle. I just do not see it. So that is my prediction for week 5 of the National Football League. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Make sure you guys enjoy the MLB playoffs this weekend. Again, as a reminder, I won 4 for 5 in bets last week. Then you 10 to 20. So I've gone from 40% on the year to 50%. percent i raised my average by 10% this week. Let's hope we keep it going. I am now, by the way, 38 and 26. In picks overall, so let's see. I'm plus 12. Let's have another good week. I've gone 10 and 6, so 20 and 12 in my last two weeks. Again, let's be able to keep that streak going. As always, tomorrow, make sure you go check out the podcast. From John Fitzgerald, that me and him recorded. That will be live at 9 a.m. Eastern. Wherever you get your podcast, we will be back here on Monday, breaking down all of the Week Five NFL action, as well as everything that went down over the weekend in the MLB postseason. We'll see you guys there. As always, make sure you check us out on Twitter at real underscore bwater. That Brandon Lewis underscore seven. Peace.